Well, very good, good evening to each and every one of you. A warm welcome to this, our sat Saturday evening service. Uh, the youth will be joining us this evening for a short while because of the commissioning, after which they will then move off to their own service uh, up at Emmanuel Hall. So as we begin ourselves, can we just bow our heads as we prepare? As we listen to a word from scriptures, that as David rejoiced at the return of the ark back into the temple, these were the words that he said, Sing to the Lord all the earth, tell of his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and he is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. And indeed, as we prepare our hearts to come this evening to worship the Lord, let's just do that as we stand in preparation to worship Him, to declare that our God reigns as we invite Ken and the team to lead us in this time of worship. Let's prepare our hearts as we come into the presence of the Lord.
So dearly beloved, we have come together as the family of God in our Father's presence to offer Him praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive His holy word, to bring before Him the needs of the world, to ask His forgiveness of our sins, and to seek His grace that through His Son, Jesus Christ, we may give ourselves to His service. The Bible tells us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, we have a God who is faithful, a God who is just, and He will forgive us all of our sins and cleanse us from our righteousness. So shall we just spend a moment as we kneel or sit, allowing the Spirit to search our hearts, that as we come into His presence, we will be made clear and clean of any wrongdoings. Thank you, Lord. And so church, as the body of Christ, shall we now corporately, together, recite the confessional, as we say, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our fellow men in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in the newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. And so may the Almighty God who forgives all who truly repent, may have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins. May He confirm and strengthen you in His goodness and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, church, shall we all rise? Let's go around and greet everyone around you and say it's great to be back in the house of the Lord, shall we? Are you guys ready to praise the Lord? Yeah. Oh, come on, we got more youth here. Are you guys ready to praise the Lord? Yeah. All right, that's more like it. Here we go. I raise a hallelujah. 
in the presence of my enemies. I'll raise up hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I'll raise up hallelujah. My weapon is a melody.
Lord, you are worthy. We sing your name. We proclaim your glory all over the world. Thank you, Jesus. continue to play wherever you are just lift up your own prayer to God thank you thank you Lord for your worthiness in our life thank you Jesus mm -hmm. 
Church, will you please be seated? We now have the ECC commissioning where we will commission our newly appointed uh, English Congregation Committee. And uh, so with that, I'm going to invite the team to come forward. ECC, will you please come forward? Yeah, let's put our hands to just uh, encourage them as they continue to serve. <laughs> yeah, boys band again. Yeah. <laughs> right, guys, can you just face the screen? St. Paul, you can follow the liturgy up on the screen. St. Paul writing to the Christians in Rome said, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Romans 12, verse 4 to 8. So people of God, we are all called to different ministries, but as one people, we are to seek to live out God's purpose for this church. And so this evening, as we commission these ECC members today, I ask you, will you with them and as faithful disciples of Christ, renew your commitment to the loving service of God, of one another, and of all people. So these people have been appointed and nominated as members of the English Congregation Committee in this parish of All Saints Church. So will you, church, as the people of God, constantly support and pray for them? And now to the ECC members, I ask you, you who are appointed and nominated into this office, will you seek to carry out your duties prayerfully in the spirit of humility and with mutual respect and collaboration with those in this congregation? Will you be faithful in the reading of Holy Scriptures so as to know the will of God in all your decisions? Will you do your best to pattern your life and that of your family in accordance with the teachings of Christ so that you may be a wholesome example to all people. Will you in all things seek not to pursue your own glory, but only the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ? Will you seek to develop the faith, gifts, and skills God has given you as you share in Christ's mission and ministry? And so I commission you now as members of the English Congregation Committee in this parish of All Saints Church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May God grant you grace, wisdom, and joy as you live out this calling. So living God, let's pray. Living God, draw us deeper into your love. Jesus, our Lord, send us to care and to serve others. Holy Spirit, make us proclaimers of the good news. Stir us, strengthen us, teach and inspire us to live your love with generosity, love and courage to fulfill your commission to us in this world in the name 
of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Right. At this time, we're going to invite uh, Joel. Joel, can you please uh, remain here? Uh, <laughs> uh, he's going to update us a little bit of the church camp, and then I will follow up with the rest of the announcement. Hi, evening, church. Um, just to remind you to uh, complete your church camp payments as soon as possible. Uh, let's try to do it uh, within the next two weeks, and, and hopefully uh, we'll be able just to get everything settled. Also, we have to place the orders for the camp t-shirts by next week. So if you haven't done your sizing, please do so. Uh, if not, we will have to make an uneducated guess on what your sizes are. Yeah. Um, also, on the 27th of May, uh, at the end of this month after service, we'll be having the church camp briefing, just to give you the details on, on what time we'll be meeting and, and the arrangements and things like that. So uh, we'll just blast it out on the church WhatsApp uh, again sooner, uh, closer to the date. We'll just let you know again. Uh, but yeah, just remember, 27th of, of May, after service, we'll be doing the briefing. Thank you. All right, I think 516, you can take your leave. Can we show the next slide on the BB? Right, um, Eugene is supposed to be here to give an update, but he has a last-minute uh, family issue that he, he isn't able to come today. So just to give you an update over the BB fundraising walk that we had on the 8th of April, 2023. Next slide. Yeah, just to let you know, we have a number of uh, participants, was 118. And this includes us, the boys, as well as the parents, okay? And I must say that, uh, guys, we did well. All right, as we divided you guys into groups, you did mingle with some of the members. I, I could see that, you know, you were comfortable with them and you did not uh, neglect them at all. All right, and the total amount of money that we have raised amounts to $2,350. All right, so well done, guys. And uh, we want to thank the donor who has also been doing this. A big thank you to you. Is there any more slide? Yeah, okay, just to show you some of the pictures that we had. We had a good fun time. You notice Jump is there. Huh? Uh, go, go back. Yeah. Jump is there. And uh, yeah. yeah, you see, this was almost the big crowd that we were there. All right. How come my face not there? Huh? Somewhere like at the back, like at the back. Like. Okay. <laughs> at the bush there. Huh? All right. So we want to thank you. Thank God for his provision to the Boys Brigade and to all of you for your active participation and general support for the Boys Brigade. Here's the rest of the announcement up on the video.
Church, let's uh, spend some time in intercession before the Lord. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we pray for men of every race and in every kind of need. Make our ways known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Father God, we want to especially uphold uh, the country of Myanmar into your hand. It's been experiencing a heat wave through the country. People are suffering. They are unable to sleep at night. And yet, the government is turning off electricity. Father God, we want to pray Lord, for the people of Myanmar. We want to ask Father God for your mercy to come upon them. Lord, even as the election is coming, we want to pray, Lord, that there will be justice. God, that the people who selected whoever the government is, Lord, that will be the government because, God, you are the government. Father God, we want to ask, Lord, that you pour forth your shower upon the country, Lord, and bring healing, Lord, especially to those people who are really poor and are suffering. Ask God that your grace be upon them. And we also want to pray for the church throughout the world. Guide and govern us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and to hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Father God, we want to thank you for the ECC leaders that are being commissioned today. We want to pray, Father God, that they will continue to be sensitive to your call, sensitive to your direction for the church. And even as they lead God, uh, our congregation, God, that they will be examples. Holy Spirit, we want to pray, Lord, that you will be their leader, their guide, God, even as they listen to you, God, that they will also direct, Lord, each and every one of us into the ways of the Lord. Father God, we also want to uphold, Lord, uh, the young generation in our church. Father God, we want to pray, Lord, that they will not be distracted by worldly passions. God, that they will focus on you, that they will love you even to the end. We want to pray, Father God, that their parents and the church will rise up to teach your word and to disciple them so that they will be strong in their spiritual life and they will cling on close to you and always set their focus on you and not be distracted by this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we commend to your Fatherly goodness, all who are anxious or distressed in mind or body, comfort and relieve them, God, in their needs and give them patience in their suffering. Father God, may you bring good, Lord, out of all troubles. Father God, we want to remember all our uh, church members who are recovering from surgery, recovering, and those people, those of us who are in hospital. Father God, we just want to pray, Lord, for your healing touch and, Lord, recovery to come upon them. 
Father God, you are our healer. God, there is nothing impossible for you. Lord, we also want to pray for protection and healing. Uh, protection for those of us, every one of us who are exposed, especially to many people, especially when COVID cases are rising up. Lord, we just want to pray for protection. We want to pray for healing for those who have been contracted uh, COVID. Even though right now it's no longer life-threatening, but Father God, it's really a disruption of our lives when we ask Father God for your mercy and grace. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Shall we all rise to get ready for offertory?
Good evening, church. Welcome, welcome. Um, Pastor Mabel's uh, sermon last week was love, everybody. And next week is rejoice. So in between love and rejoice, I get the, the difficult task of talking about um, scolding. All right? So that's a very interesting one that Pastor Darren has uh, assigned me to. If we can have the slides up, please. Let's bow our heads and um, pray and start this with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we just love you so much. We are just grateful for you to uh, gather all of us here today, Father. Father, as you speak your words to us, allow us to be able to absorb it, digest it, really, really deep down inside, understand it, and appreciate the wisdom that you've given us, and be able to action all the words that you've provided to us, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, welcome, church. Uh, I'm going to try to make this sermon as practical as possible, because I think it's no use for me to, to explain to you what you can read for yourself, but rather try to bring application, how to apply what God has um, shared in our hearts for today. So um, let's read the verse that is, we're anchoring this. Um, admonish one another. And yes, I had to go to chat GPT and Google to figure out what admonish means uh, in preparation for this. But let's read the verse. Next slide, please. All right. Um, this is the verse for today. Colossians 3. 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. We were just singing, uh, led by the worship team. Um, so this is a very rich, actually, sorry, let me just, I apologize. All words in the Bible are rich. But this one, for me, jumps out so powerfully at so many levels. But the word that I've been given assignment to is actually the word admonish. So let's take a look a little bit first before we jump into the Bible. Let's appreciate the context, the situation, right? So let's go to the next slide. I want to quickly recap the Bible. The Bible has 66 books. There's an Old Testament portion of to it and a New Testament portion. In the Old Testament, 39 books. God used prophets, kings, and judges to speak to us. Right? In the Old Testament. And the New Testament, that's when Jesus appeared as a man. We have 27 books. Out of the 27 books, the first four books are what they call the Gospels, biography of Jesus. And then there is a history book in between called the Book of Acts. That's how early church started. And there's a bunch of letters. The letters are called epistles that Paul and a bunch of other people wrote. And then eventually, um, there's prophecy, Book of Revelations. Why am I saying this? It's because the verse of Colossians actually was a letter that was written, 
It was a letter written by the Apostle Paul to Colossia. Colossia is actually, uh, next slide please. Colossia is actually a place in, um, they used to call it Asia Minor, now it's called Turkey or Turkey. Um, and if you remember, after Jesus went up to heaven, all of Jesus' disciples went around church planting. They're setting up, as we know it, franchises. Like you could have a Starbucks in every corner and McDonald's in every corner. That's what it was. The first franchise in the history of histories is actually the church, right? They were going around planting churches. And just like McDonald's, sometimes the quality control has a problem. The church also has some challenges, right? At that time, they did not have WhatsApp. They did not. So they wrote letters the traditional way. And that's what was happening. And actually, um, there was a couple church plants in Colossae, the city. And what happened was, you have to understand, in early church, before the Christians were called Christians, there were the Jewish people with the Jewish traditions. There were the Roman gods. There were the Greek gods, the pagan worship. There's a lot of things going on. And what was happening is a little bit like I don't want to use this in a wrong way, but I think all of us can, can appreciate it. When there's a franchise and they add nasi lemak to McDonald's, something is lost, correct? It's the same thing. The purity of the Christian church and the messages in different cities, sometimes we're getting confused and mixed up. The technical word is called syncretism. That's basically when you mix different religions together and almost have a new religion. And that was happening a lot. And that's dangerous because Jesus said, basically, it's just one God. I'm the son of God and nobody goes to God except through me. Simple message. Love God, love everybody else. That was it. But during this time of history, when there's a lot of confusion and a lot of people, remember, religion was also power. So the, there was a lot of false prophets who took what Jesus taught, what the apostle taught, and mixed it up with their own interpretation. So that's why this letter was actually sent. It was sent to the churches in Colossia, written by Paul in, the, in, uh, in prison, trying to encourage them, at the same time correct them. Right? Now, if you take a look at this, what Paul was concerned about is, is the church community growing in the right way? And are we held accountable to each other? Okay, having said all that, that's history. 2,000 plus 3,000 years ago. It doesn't really apply anymore, correct? You will find the issues in today's church exactly the same. Next slide, please. Voodoo is actually the mixture of Jamaican worship, pagan worship with Catholicism. I have heard, I have heard many times in this church, and I've made the mistake myself, and I've heard Christians say, hey, this is not good feng shui. But feng shui is a tradition. It's a Chinese thing, right? Whoa. I've had Christians in my own family 
who say, well, it's okay to pay respects and worship our ancestors because the Bible said in the Ten Commandments, respect your, honor your parents, and they bye-bye. So we got to be very careful how we take on our culture versus our tradition, right? And even what are created new traditions today, such as New Age spirituality. Some people say, well, I'm not a Christian. I accept everything. Yeah. It's all about um, being spiritual. By the way, I used to say that, just to let you know, before I became baptized, right? Very good way of excusing myself to embrace everything. No, there's only one thing to embrace, King Jesus, right? That's truth. But we get mixed up with this culture. Um, you know, there are other theologies out there. I won't go to the specific church's names, but there are some churches who teach us on just accept God's grace and it's all good. There are some churches which say, if you give $100, you'll get $10,000, right? That's prosperity gospel. Um, and in preparation for this, there's even, there's even a new faith called Jediism. It's from, I'm not kidding you, Star Wars. People who watch Star Wars, they combine and mix it a little bit with Buddhism, Taoism, and Christianity. So my point is, um, society needs to be corrected. But society consists of individuals. And individuals need to be corrected. So in this specific um, sermon today, we're speaking about correcting each other. So let me uh, Google admonish. What does it mean? Next slide, please. And this is what it says. It says to scold, actually, or to reprimand for somebody who's not doing their job. Right? Ben, you're doing something wrong. It's actually specifically scolding. Now, the question is, how can you love somebody and scold someone at the same time? Anybody who's ever had a parent, <laughs> and all of us have had parents, you have actually experienced that. Anybody who is a parent, you have experienced that, right? So nobody has an excuse because even though you're not a parent yet, perhaps, all right, but you must have parents, otherwise you can't be here. So I think this is what the word means. And is it Christian to admonish each other? Well, in Colossians, the first chapter, it talks about admonishing each, uh, each other. And the second and the third book also says it. So it repeats it twice. So what's the purpose of admonishing each other? As I mentioned to you, uh, St. Paul, he wrote that letter to make sure that people were not doing the wrong things and want to hold each other accountable for communities. So next slide, please. So the purpose is so that we can grow in Christ. What Paul wrote very clearly in the first chapter, because the, the verse that we talk about in the, is in chapter 3. The first chapter, it says right there, He is the one we proclaim. He meaning Jesus, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom. So Jesus is teaching us so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. So what this whole passage is all about is actually not just understanding the Bible, but also growing in spiritual maturity. I think that's a very important point for all Christians. You can be very biblically wise, but not mature spiritually. 
because your walk with Jesus may not be as intimate as he would like it. On the other side, you can be very spiritual, new age, and don't know the Bible. So you need to have both. And how do you do it? Read the Bible, pray, and hang out with other Christians who will hold you accountable, which is why there's church. I mean, look, I'm a salesperson. During the Monday to Fridays, I sell stuff. I can't come up with a lot of excuses. But end of the day is simple. You either agree to what the Bible says is truth, or you came up with your own rationale and justifications. So admonishing each other, actually, is all about helping each other grow in Christ. And I'm going to have a catchphrase at the end of this sermon, right? So um, before we go and talk about scolding each other, let's take a look at the Bible verse again that we're talking about. Go ahead. I'll let this sink out. I, I, I'll, I'll let this verse sink in a little bit. Just read this again. What words jump out at me? What words jump out at you? Let's just think about that. And I'm going to show you, these are two or three or four words that are jumping out at me as I read this verse again. In addition to admonish, next slide please. Christ dwell. What does the word dwell mean? Dwell means home. So before you scold somebody, Christ needs to be in you. The dwelling must happen first. Fair? You must have Jesus in your heart. Because that allows you to have the starting posture of being able to love each other. That's why this sermon is after Pastor Mabel's sermon last week, which is love. Pastor Darren has prayed through this year's series. And he wanted to make sure that we first love each other from the bottom of our hearts through Christ. And then at the appropriate moment, time, and situation, let's edify each other, correct each other in the right posture, right? Admonish one another. What that also says is actually, uh, the Apostle Paul says, basically, you cannot grow in Christ without each other. So there are people who Christians say, I don't need to come to church. Sorry, that's wrong. By the way, you don't have to come to this church. But you do have to have fellowship with another Christian because when two or more are together, Jesus is with us. But I think we have to be very careful that we can try to over-rationalize, over-justify ourselves. I mean, again, I'm not promoting all saints, okay? But I'm just saying that the Bible is very clear. We can grow in maturity only when we are worth each other. So we can hold each other accountable, hold each other to this partnership to walk together. So, first, the first posture is God has to live in us. Second, it's all about a community. Third, which is what Ken and Caitlin did and Martin. and Yeah, so it's, it's about worshiping Him, singing, and in that whole process, have that sense of gratitude. So, I don't want to just say we're here to talk about admonishing or scolding, but it has to be done with the right atmosphere with the right posture, with the right purpose. Next slide, please. So, um, it's about accountability. Um, in Galatians, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by spirit should restore the uh, person gently. 
So the word is to restore each other, right? But watch yourself, or you may be tempted yourself, carry each other's burden. It's not my problem. I'm sorry. It's very, very unbiblical to say that. As brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, your problem is my problem. Now, I may not be able to help you immediately, but certainly taking a moment to pray for each other, pausing and having fellowship and showing encouragement and demonstrating care is what's important. Um, but it also means at the right moment, you got to be called out. You guys know what happened in Samuel, correct? Um, there's a prophet, Nathan. There's a king, David. There was a beautiful woman, Bathsheba. That woman was married to Uriah. Uriah was a very good buddy of King David. King David says, I like his wife, got his best friend killed, end up having an affair with her. And he says very simply, I am king, what do you want? God actually put me as king, huh? You didn't know? Go back a few books. It was not me who was the king. It was King Saul. And he was defeated and now I'm king. So I'm the anointed one. Well, yes, you are, but you're making a mistake. <laughs> of course, King David then confessed. He repented. There's a couple sermons about that. So the point of this is actually at the right moment, at the right time, using each other's relationship, using each other's uh, community that we have. Admonishing each other is a necessity as we grow in maturity, in spiritual maturity. So that's really what I think we're trying to do here. Um, so, next slide, please. So, here's the hard part of the sermon. If I can give Danny admonishing, it's easy for me to throw. What about the receiver? What if you're the one who's getting scolded? <laughs> right? Carl, it's easy for you to say admonish, but what about the person who's getting it? So let's take a look at the next verse. The next slide, sorry. If you can give it, you must be able to take it. Brothers and sisters, if you're going to be admonishing each other, First of all, make sure Christ is dwelling in you, okay? As it's been strongly, not suggested, commanded. But if we're talking about admonisher, what about the people who's going to receive? Well, the Bible is very clear. If you look at Proverbs, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Whoever hates correction is stupid. I was actually a bit worried because I, I didn't know if we were allowed to use the word stupid and idiot in a sermon. But actually... Those are words that's found in the Bible. So, yeah. Uh, dear brothers and sisters, take note. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. This is from James. James, brother of Jesus. Half-brother of Jesus. Right. So, I would like to, to emphasize that if you're the person who's getting admonished, you must be able to use that as a way to grow spiritually and grow maturely. But not easy. 
especially adults here. Actually, I've got teenage kids. It's probably even harder, right, um, to have um, admonishing to teenage kids. But this is not what Google said. So um, let's be a bit mindful and a bit careful that if you're going to be able to give admonishing to, to somebody else, be prepared. Be prepared to also have the right mindset, perhaps, to accept critique, criticism. Let's uh, take a look at the next slide. So um, here I am. I've been in uh, All Saints as of April for 10 years. I was baptized in April 2013. And um, I have been admonished by many All Saints people. <laughs> I won't give names, but well, this first one, before worship in the badminton hall, on a Sunday, I came. By the way, if I'm saying this and you guys somehow take it and say, oh, uh, Carl's speaking about me, no, I'm not. I'm speaking about me. If you feel that way, it's Holy Spirit telling you that I'm speaking about you, okay? <laughs> but I'm speaking about myself. I came and Pastor Lewis, for those who have been here for several years now, um, came up to me and said, hey, brother, yes. Is this what you're going to wear? Huh? I was actually, if you guys remember in the badminton court, the worship is in the front, and I had shorts on with sandals. And I said, um, yeah, what? Uh, brother, if you're in front and you're leading worship, yeah, maybe it will be good for you to dress appropriately. The church orientation didn't say anything about this. I said, okay, are you your pastor? So I quickly called my wife. My wife worships on the Chinese side. I said, hey, you better bring a pen. So pastor Lewis is all angry at me. Um, but pastor was very, very gentle. It's okay today, but next time. Huh? I guarantee you that was the first year. In the remaining nine years, even when I'm out in the neighborhood at 4.30, I drive back, change, and come back. If you're wearing shorts today, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. Because he, I, got, I got admonished, right? One of my very, very mature Christian pastor friends says, I'll never come to a church that doesn't accept people wearing shorts. No, that's not what I said. Don't try to justify your position of wearing shorts. I'm just saying that for me, I got admonished and I'm learning. And I basically, if I'm going to come to the house of the king, I'm going to try to be as dressed appropriately for my personal standards. So please conclude to wear your flip-flops or shorts if you want to. But for me, I got admonished. On a mission trip, a sister came up to me and said, Carl, you need to learn to fall in line. You're just a Christian six months. Don't talk so much. In a men's group, I got admonished. I'm telling you, I remember very clearly. You know, God is with us right now, right? And there was a guy. His name starts with J, not, not Jesus. And he pulled me aside and said, hey, brother, I think that was a little bit abrupt. You need to control your tongue. After band practice, I was practicing with a couple other people. Getting ready for Christmas band practice. 
and in a WhatsApp message, I just made some kind of a joke. One of the people in that WhatsApp group texts me separately and says, Hey, brother, I don't know if that's appropriate. Perhaps you should be a bit more mindful. So, guys, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. I'm getting admonished, and I love it. I don't really like it, honestly. The honest truth is I try to be defensive. No, you don't understand, huh? Even after one of my servants, one brother came up to me and said, you know what? You should do more of this and less of that because that didn't make a lot of sense. I'm thinking, wait a minute. I went to master's degree. I got a doctorate in theology. You know what? That's all my self-justification. This brother dared to speak out to me because, first of all, he had a relationship with me. So don't go to a stranger and say, hey, uh, yeah, he had a relationship with me. And because of the relationship and the investment in this care and love with each other, he had permission to speak truth to me. Did I like it? Not really. But this is really how we're supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to be. Next slide, please. We tend to be self-aware and self-reflect. Self-aware is, oh, now I know. Self-aware is, okay. Uh, Self-reflection is then, okay, this is how my attitude, my behaviors, my words are affecting others. But many people end up saying, well, you know what? And they self-justify. And unfortunately, in the 10 years I've been here, I can count with two hands people who have left the church because a pastor or another Christian brother or sister admonished them. Perhaps it's our fault for not being more loving. I don't know. But these people say, no, I'm out. Guys, this is the family that God's given you. I don't think it's appropriate to self-justify and leave the church just because, oh, I don't like the way uh, you say to me, huh? Well, maybe the way you say to me is not good. I don't know. That's for you to decide. But what I have to do is I have to also have a posture of being able to be corrected. Just follow Jesus was actually a very hard statement because what Jesus did is he self-regulate. He contained himself even when he's under attack when people try to cut. That the scene where the, the ears got cut and pe- um, Peter, you know, he's under control, Right? What he wants for us is deeper learning and deeper maturing. Next slide, please. So um, I believe as Christians, we're called, this is the word, this is the phrase I like to use. We're called to live in positive, constructive tension. Yes, we can party and have a good time. But as we learn to wrestle with each other in love and in faith with a sense of humility, and I can learn a lot from you. I think that's how we grow stronger together. I think that's how we can be able to demonstrate and be salt and light out there with pre-believers, right? I said in one of my servants, sermons, um, Gandhi said, I love Jesus. I just don't like his followers, <laughs> right? I think we should actually reflect and see how we can actually lift each other up with a heart of love and humility. And so I've got a last slide here. As myself, each other, maybe as an instinct, okay? <laughs> the first question, okay, okay, 
Who over here I want to arrow? Who should I be admonishing? That's a very natural human, human question. The second question is, who has admonished me in the past and how do I respond? How did I react? Is understanding the Bible enough or am I spiritually maturing and growing in Christ? And basically the punchline for this is actually, before I go around admonishing each other, admonishing Ken, what do I have to do about myself? How do I check in and allow Jesus to dwell in me first before I start going out and arrowing each other? I hope that this is a very frank, open discussion, sermon with loving brothers and sisters in Christ who can openly collaborate and wrestle with each other in tension just as Jacob wrestled in Genesis 28 with the angel of God. I pray that all of us would be able to move forward with a greater sense of collaboration, openness, and true fellowship. Let's pray. God, your message is very clear. We try to filter it with all our different ideas and agendas. But Father, we just want to come to you with this posture of openness. We want you to dwell in our hearts, in our minds, so that when we speak to each other, and when appropriate, when necessary, and admonish each other. We want to do it in a loving way. And we want, when people admonish to me, to each one of us, we're able to accept it with a sense of appreciation, accept it as a gift, and learn to grow deeper in our biblical knowledge, to grow deeper in our walk with you. Father, I pray for every brother and sister in Christ here that they will continue to walk closer and closer with you and each one of them will have personal, intensive, loving, spiritual encounters with you. And as we collaborate with each other and grow in Christ with each other, Lord, allow us to have that gracefulness, Lord, that allows us to admonish each other with love. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Response to the message. Let's sing this song together. Jesus, the 
breath we could ever breathe to live for you. We'll live for you, Lord. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show. thank Carl for sharing the word this evening. Not a very easy topic to share, but nevertheless, it's a topic that I think sometimes we all need to hear, and it's, it's, a, it's a topic that is found in the Bible itself, yeah? We know that. No one likes to be admonished. No one likes to be scolded. But if we get the gist of what the message is all about, it's because of spiritual maturity. And if we love one another, if someone is, has done wrong, don't we want to correct the person? So if you don't like the word admonish, look at it as correcting someone. So may I just encourage us that even as we continue to live this life as a disciple of Christ, it is our responsibility that we know, we see of anyone who has not done something right. I think you, you, you look around here, our church is more than this. Let me just say this, all right? Our church is more than this. The question is, where are the others? And the question is, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to go up to the person and say, hey, I haven't been seeing you. Why are you not here? This is part of correcting and helping the person because we love them. We want them to grow into spiritual maturity. So just let's not be afraid. Let's not be worried about what other people think. If we do it in the right spirit, God sees, God knows, and I think that's more important. I would rather that God sees that in us rather than... You know, at the end of the day, God says, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you? You know that you have to do this, but you didn't do this. So I'd rather know that God knows that I'm doing the right thing rather than to say that I don't want to do this so as not to be mistaken, all right? So church, this is our responsibility. Let's do this. Let's not be afraid that if we know of someone who has not done right, let's be willing to admonish correctly, out of love, with the right attitude. 
So as we close, let's receive the blessing. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and remain with each and every one of us now and forevermore. Amen. Before we end with the closing song, just want to let you know that we're going to celebrate those of you who are having your birthdays this month. Uh, there will be a birthday celebration at the side hall. And also do stay back for some time of fellowshipping. We do have a light refreshment for all of you. Right, we have Ken now to lead us in the closing song. Right, shall we rise for the closing song? Father, as we depart from this place, grant us journey mercy, shelter us and protect us from the rain and send us your blessing on our way. Grant that we may serve you and love you throughout life. We give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please join us for refreshment at the side call. Yeah, birthday cake, yes.